I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Uh, hey, Kenneth, how's it going? Hey, Noah, uh, it's going good. Lots of changes, uh, you know, end of the year. So that's yeah. also good, good stuff for the family. Yeah, I was going to say, I think since the last time you've been on this pod, you've raised a lot of money, you went to YC, you, I think, hired like three or four people, and now you've pivoted Slip. Uh, so we, ha- we got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, for sure. The the raising money thing, we didn't we I wouldn't say we raised a lot, but uh, it's kind of funny to think back because the last time I was on, I was like kind of hinting at like some different paths like I could take with Slip, and I think it was like before I quit my job, and I was talking about like you know potentially raising like angel money or whatever, and then uh, you know after that I got into YC and ra- raised some money. So you know happy to talk about any part of of the journey, like you know just any part you're curious about, just yeah you know. pretty pretty open so sweet um so i mean you yeah you're acting like this uh raising money thing is a a little thing and and maybe it is i don't know like i haven't really been in that world and probably a lot of people listening to this podcast haven't been in that world so yeah share like a little bit like what that looked like for you to go and raise Mm. i don't know a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever it was um yeah what did that look like yeah uh so like I guess from a high level overview, the we've raised like just under a million dollars. So we've raised something like nine hundred and seventy something thousand dollars. Okay. Um, and we kind of pa- paused fundraising um, because we were you know thinking about this idea of like exploring a pivot, um, but we probably will fundraise again later. Uh, so yeah, I I think that before I started doing it, it was hard to know like what the experience would be like. But after doing it, like, it seems fairly normal now. I, I mm-hmm. guess it's like one of those things. It's it's like the hedonic treadmill or whatever. It's like, you know, you uh, get acclimated to a new normal, like, fairly quickly. And then, like, you know, a million dollars would have sounded like a lot of money uh, when we talked last time. But now, like, it doesn't sound that much. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess, like... I could kind of tell you my experience like raising money and like how, how that went. So, you know, I was building slip outside of my day job and grew it to, I don't know, like six, $700 of monthly recurring revenue. And I had this like wait list and, um, things are going, you know, fairly good. And I was like pretty public about it on Twitter. And I started getting these inbound requests from people wanting to angel invest. And I really didn't even know like how to take their money or like what that process would be like. And, so I talked with a few folks that kind of just like, you know, tell me like what would happen if I raise money? Like, what are the expectations? Then like mechanically, like how do you actually like take their money? Um, you know, like how do you like, you know, issue is safe and, you know, what are the expectations and all, all that kind of stuff. So um, I was kind of on the fence uh, for a while, but I started getting like more and more people, uh, you know, asking to invest. And I kind of just like came to this conclusion, like, well, if I could even raise like, you know, like I could quit my job and have money for a year and be able to like pay insurance for my family and like pay myself like an okay like salary uh, to kind of just like have more full-time focus and I thought it was like worth it to try so I started I told those first few people like hey yeah you know like we're gonna raise an angel round Um, and you know happy happy to get you on board 
and it kind of just snowballed from there. So we ended up raising, I think, just under $500,000, uh, including the YC money. Uh, so before YC, I think we raised like three hundred and fifty or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, then we got word that, you know, we got into YC. So, I, you know, paused the fundraising, got into YC, and then we raised a little bit post-YC as well. Um, cool. So, yeah, that's kind of kind of how the fundraising thing went. Yeah, that makes but sense. But it, it was pretty wild. Like, the first few checks were, like, pretty small, uh, you know, like, less than 10K. But, like, it just felt so crazy. I was like, wow, this, like, stranger on Twitter, like, just wired me money. And yeah yeah <laughs> they just like put a lot of trust and it, it was cool like to see that and like see like people just kind of put like not only like their belief capital but like actual capital like in, into your idea um, yeah and it, it's been like overall like a very like net positive uh for me like the people i have on board like i, I like them all they're all really cool people uh it's fairly like low interaction so we write we write like a you know investor update like once a month and you know we get feedback and communicate with our investors and sometimes i'll do calls with some of our investors but uh you know they're fairly hands off like they, they basically you know trust that you know i'm gonna make like the best decisions for the business um and uh you know it's been a very good experience honestly like yeah. I, I think a lot of bootstrappers like have this really negative like connotation in their head about like raising money and stuff but i think if your idea is like big enough and like you have like the ambition that like it's a fairly founder friendly time to raise money. Yeah, that that makes sense. It sounds like a lot of your investors, like they kind of reached out to you and I'm guessing they found you mainly through Twitter and what you're sharing on Twitter. Um, so it sounds like that's been really helpful in this whole process. Is that is that correct? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think I would have been able to raise like maybe even at all without Twitter. So like, I made those initial connections like via Twitter and like, you know, they believed in the project because they saw me like building in public and like iterating and like talking to customers and stuff. And um, yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. So like, I think the way like fundraising like commonly goes is like you raise money from a few folks and they kind of intro you to people in their network. And so like there's people that like, you know, weren't following me on Twitter or anything like on the cap table, but uh, definitely like those first few folks were people that we found um, you know, basically from my Twitter profile. That's pretty wild. Just like build stuff, share it on Twitter and like, who knows what can happen. You'll meet like these people that have money to put in your business. Like that's pretty cool for sure. Yeah. It's uh, very surreal for sure. Like when I yeah. think about it too much, I'm like, wow, like this person like literally wired me like 50 K after talking to me for like half an hour. Um, <laughs> and they, they really only like only had like a, they really only knew me like from my Twitter uh, yeah, and then yeah. we had a conversation and you know, that was pretty much it. It's like, uh-huh. it, it's pretty crazy, crazy world. Yeah. It, and um, <clears throat> it seems like, I don't know, tell me if I'm right about this or, or not, but it seems to me like there's been just a ton of like cash, like just a ton of money in like the startup space. Like it just seems like there's a lot of money to go around a lot of capital. And so there is just, there's a lot of, like maybe it's maybe it's a little easier to get um, some raise some money because that just seems like there's so much money floating around and and, and angels that have money to put into these startups uh, just with how I don't know the economy is right now is is that what you've kind of seen or heard? 
I mean, I don't really have anything to compare it to since I yeah. never tried to raise like in a different market. But like, that's something that like has been like said by a lot of like investors and like, you know, uh, other people in the industry that like today is like a better time to raise than before. Like valuations are higher. Like you have to sell less percent of your company and stuff. Mm. Um, and it seems like there's more people like angel investing and stuff like that, like than ever before. So yeah, I would say probably. Yeah. But I don't really have like firsthand experience. Okay, so then you kind of you got into YC. So how did how did like that whole like interview process and everything with with YC go? Yeah, YC was really cool. So um, yeah, you know, I I basically applied to YC, and you know they have a standard like interview process, and it's like a ten minute interview. So. Uh, before applying to YC, like I had a couple of friends that I had met on Twitter that had gone through YC, kind of like look over my application and they gave me some notes, um, and kind of like talked to me about like, you know, more specifically like what YC is looking for. And they pointed me to like resources that like, you know, YC like publishes the stuff themselves. Like they tell you like pretty much what they're looking for and mm-hmm. like they tell you how to write a good application and they tell you what to expect, like in an interview. So like, I think the idea like from them like I guess like in my own words is that you know they want it to be like a pretty fair process and like for anybody like to have like a fair chance like just like they don't want it to be like okay we only have like google engineers or whatever like it could be anyone and like I think like YC was like a super fair process like I am a just like a regular developer from Fort Worth Texas I've never worked at a big tech company and I was able to you know get an interview basically just because I built something that a few people liked um but it was cool the interview was super fast paced it's like a 10 minute interview and uh i had the 10 minute interview they asked a bunch of questions about you know the business and uh, and uh yeah it went super fast i thought i did pretty poor in their interview to be honest and <laughs> uh, because they asked me like you know a lot of like hard questions about like market size and how to, how did i think about like you know uh, like the two-sided marketplace problem with slip and, and a bunch of other stuff and I can't really remember like all the specifics but I just felt like it went kind of poor on my end I was like okay like they don't like the idea but uh, yeah. I ended up getting a call that same night at like I don't know 10 p.m. or something and uh, they told me I got in and it was it was a very surreal experience like yeah I see it has been something that's like you know I think a lot of people like dream of like getting into YC, like if you're into building software and it was just like, it felt real surreal and uh, I couldn't sleep. I like walked, walked around the backyard for a couple hours and just like was excited (laughs) about the future. Yeah. And uh, it was cool, man. It was a great, great experience. Like they really push you. They really teach you a lot. They mentor you. They help you with fundraising. There's an incredible community like it overall, like I would say it's like a, if you have the chance to do it, it's like a no brainer, mm-hmm. uh, thing to, to, to do. Um, that's awesome. Uh, going back to that, that interview process and stuff, do you think, I mean, it's probably hard for you to know like why they decided, like why they really maybe picked you or not, but do you think that like having like, you know, you'd already had maybe, um, kind of like you said, like some interest where you, you know, you'd made some money with them. You already had people that were paying you money for slip. Do you think that like really helps, uh, like kind of prove to them like, okay, there's, you know, you've gotten this far, you've, you've made money with your business. Uh, do you think that part was kind of important for them to, to want to accept, accept you in? 
Yeah, I think they probably had some role to play in it. Like, obviously, like, I don't know the exact reason why they accepted me or not. But I think that, you know, just having built something like rather quickly and like putting it in front of users and already like having some insights into like the problem were probably all like, you know, big pluses like in, in the interview. Um, I think in general, like if you can build something and have users like not even necessarily paid, but just like, can you show that you can ship stuff? iterate with your users and like build something people want like i think that's like a big step yeah yeah sweet so then what does what does like the week to week look like going through yc um i mean obviously you're going to be working on your business um what do the and, and and i'm sure it's it's been a little bit different now that like i think like all their stuff is remote now like you didn't have to go to uh san francisco to be in the batch um, but yeah, what, what did that kind of look like being in YC? Yeah, YC was really cool. Kind of the setup was like you would have, like they would have speakers come and talk to you like from other successful like YC companies. Um, and they would kind of like tell you about, you know, their experiences and stuff. A lot of these like uh, kind of speakers that they have, like there's videos on YouTube of like the same kind of thing where they did them in person but recorded these. And so they're just like talks from founders on like certain topics or whatever. Uh, I, I think that that was pretty similar to like the YouTube stuff, which is like pretty cool. Like I think YC puts out a ton of free information and like you can get uh, a lot of value just from like, you know, going out there and getting some of their free content. So there was that. And basically it's like three months of like, hey, like we want you to like build and like grow towards, uh, you know, increasing some KPI in your business. And like for us, that was GMV. Uh, so we wanted to sell more courses. And so at the beginning, they tell you to like, you know, set an ambitious goal, um, like for that KPI. And yeah, so you do like office hours, like with the group partners. Um, I don't remember exactly like the pace, but like you fairly often, like you're meeting with like the group partners. So these are like, uh, you know, the, the folks that work at YC and they're all like, you know, super successful founders. Um, And yeah, so they, they give you like, you know, feedback about your business. They help you out like with like one-on-one kind of issues. Like you get one-on-one time with them that you can book and you can tell them about like what's the biggest problem in your business and kind of chat with them. And a lot of times they've seen, you know, these same kind of issues. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, the bulk of YC is just like building your product and talking to your users. And then there's like, you know, the mentorship stuff too. So, uh so yeah, that's like pretty much the bulk of YC is like, you know, these talks, you build your project, you get feedback and uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so I'm guessing like this this three months was pretty like busy and packed for you. I mean, you have, you have a family, you have little kids, like how are you doing all that stuff at once uh, during that time? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it was like probably one of the busier times in my life. Uh, and it was fun though, because I think that like just being in a group of people that are all working really hard on their own thing, like towards some goal, like felt cool. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. like you wanted, and like you you do like group office hours with like a handful of other companies that are like in a similar kind of like market or vertical as you. And so you see like their progress week over week, and then like you want to have good progress, and like you're in this kind of cohort, and uh, yeah, so you're like really kind of like. I think most people are kind of like naturally pushed to like work really hard during YC. And also it's like very like high leverage time uh, in your life because like you're, you're kind of like trying to grow this KPI so you can have like a better fundraising outcome uh, at demo day. So 
Man, it was busy. I would say I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just like work, work, worked a ton. And uh, for the first half of YC, it was just me. Uh, you know, got in as a solo founder, didn't have any employees. So I was like doing all the building and stuff. Uh, halfway through, I hired our first engineer, Kyrell. And man, that was such a huge help. Like he he took such a huge like weight off my shoulders and he's like a, a fantastic engineer and stuff. So that, that was like a, a really great like moment during YC was like being able to hire him. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you started the hiring process even during YC um started getting extra help did you feel like you were able to hit those kpi like milestones that you're wanting to hit Mm. during uh yc yeah so we didn't hit them and we were like far far away from hitting them so uh they tell you to pick like an outrageously like ambitious like kpi and like try to be creative to figure out like how to get to it so like our kpi for gmv was like five hundred thousand dollars of gmv Mm. uh like in cumulative gmv by time demo day happened and i think we ended up around like i don't know nine thousand or something so like way way off yeah uh but it was it was cool to have like an ambitious goal and i think like there it it made me like think like more creative creatively about like how to grow that and like from that kind of like kpi goal i came up with like the pre-sale mechanism which ended up, you know, being like fairly popular and was like working and stuff. So that was like a a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure when you make those, those big goals, it, it pushes you to basically find the things that are going to move the needle the most. And it's like, you're focusing just on those things, um, which, you know, hopefully you'll have probably more outcome from that than if you focus on a, a, a really small goal or something like that. Um, Cool. So you started like hiring people. Um, where, yeah, where did you find people to hire? And um, was that something that you enjoyed? Like you enjoyed like that whole process of like finding people, adding people to the mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah. How did, how did that go? Yeah. So during YC, like I wasn't really planning to actively hire, like the Kyrell situation just kind of happened. So I knew Kyrell from back in a programming club that I was in in college. Uh, and it was kind of like an indie hacker type programming club. Like everyone was kind of building their own products and a lot of folks like kind of went on to start their own startups or like work at fang companies and stuff like that. And it was just like pretty much like the most motivated like computer science students. And so I met Kyrell like, I don't know, four years ago in that. And he happened to be coming back like into town. And I was like, hey, let's meet up. Like I have the startup, like raise some money, like would love to kind of like tell you the vision and stuff. And so we spent like a day hanging out together and I, you know, told him about, you know, the company and the vision and I kind of like demoed the product to him. And uh, I told him like, hey, man, like, you know, we could like really use some help. Like this is like a big like leap of faith, but like I would love to have you on board. I think like, you know, you would be like a really great like fit. Um, And yeah, you know, he, he accepted. So I wasn't really like super actively like owing out and like trying to hire someone during YC. Cause like the thing they tell you is like, you should focus. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of times like hiring somebody like might slow you down, like in the short term, but speed you up in like the long term. So it might slow you down for a couple months. Uh, But with Kyrell, it was kind of like a no brainer. Like he was just very available. He was someone already, you know, had kind of worked with in the past, like in the programming club. Um, and that was really cool. Like that, he honestly ended up turning out to be like the perfect first hire. Uh, so that was cool. And then, you know, post YC, uh, kind of felt like the strain of just having like one engineer and like really wanted to hire a couple more people. And, uh, yeah, so we, you know, put out like a job posting and, 
Um, hiring was fun, man. Like we got a lot of applicants and we got a lot of like really cool, interesting people apply. Um, but yeah, so now the team is four people. So it's Kyrell, uh, Callum and Austin. And the, the last two, Callum and Austin, Callum, we hired him because he like did some really cool, like work on an open source project that we had just cause he was interested in it. And I think like finding people who are passionate about the space you're in is like a big plus. And he mm-hmm. was obviously like a very capable engineer. Um, so the way we kind of hired like him and Austin is we both, we did the, like these like contract projects. So we let them build like a little side project for us and we got to see like how it was to work with them. And then as soon as like we were like confident, like, Hey, this is somebody we wanted to hire and work with. Like we gave him a full-time offer. Um, and then Austin, the way he came to us is he, I guess he saw the job posting somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where he found it, but he sent me like the best applicant email out of like probably hundreds of applicants. And so it was really cool and it stood out in, in a couple different ways. Like he had built a lot of stuff in the same space we're in and he had a lot of like unique thoughts and I could tell like he was like intrinsically like motivated and interested in our space. Um, and so same kind of thing, like hopped on a 15 minute phone call with him he seemed cool and interested, so you know we gave him a contract project, and he did really, really great. So we hired him. Nice, yeah. That that contract project sounds like a great way. I've heard of some other companies doing something similar. Like, it, yeah, it just sounds like a great way to kind of test the waters, um, actually see like what someone can do, and uh, kind of give them a chance to like show off their skills and stuff too. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good. That seems like a pretty smart approach to that. Um, yeah, yeah so kind now of you have this hiring. Team, on, I mean, uh, like on both ends. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, for I sure. guess there's like lag between. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, now that you have this team, I mean, you're able to build out and move a lot faster. At what point, you know, you just recently kind of talked about this pivot that you did. At what point were you starting to think like, hmm, like, I don't know if this is where we're heading is working or maybe we need to change something. At what point did you start to kind of hit that wall and uh, kind of start to think some different ways that maybe you could go? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't don't know if there's like a specific moment, but it was just something that kind of like gradually happened and we discovered over time. So like, the big thing we wanted to do, like when I started Slip, was like I really wanted to build a place where anybody that had like niche programming knowledge could earn money from it. And what we really ended up building was like a tool that lets people with programming audiences like capitalize on that. And I think that was like a disconnect from the original vision. Like originally, like it was like we didn't only want people with like big followings to make money. Like we wanted anyone who had like valuable information to share, to be able to. And so like, I think eventually we could have gotten there with slip. Um, and the other side of it was like, I never really felt that great. Like with the business model of like having end developers pay for courses. And eventually like what we wanted to do is just like roll up these courses into like a course bundle and sell them into enterprise. That way they were free for end developers. Um, but I, I think the in- more interesting thing is like to find a business model where like you can grow organically and like grow this network and grow a following without having to first sell into enterprise. And so by like flipping the model and like having one where the courses are free for the end user, 
like you're able to just like get way more adoption and get like more people like using your product and see and like you know how it works and that kind of stuff and then once you have like that demand like you can sell sell into companies instead of like the other way around of like mm-hmm. charging the developers bundling then selling um and the other side of it is oh I guess maybe I should explain like what our pivot is and like what our original business was. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Context. So Slip was a uh, two-sided marketplace where developers could build and sell interactive programming courses. And so a developer could come on and they could teach something like, I don't know, like they could teach some kind of React skill or they could teach some kind of like programming tutorial and like get paid for it. And uh, it was growing like, you know, pretty good. It was growing like 60% month over month. So we have like a good business, like it was growing uh, but just we thought there was an opportunity to trade like a good business for like a great business opportunity. Um, so we pivoted. So now we're Pointer and we're building like a Web3 programming economy. So in the short term, what we're doing is we're building these tutorials where developers can get paid to learn Web3 technologies. And the way it, it kind of works is, uh, you know, a Web3 company wants developer adoption, so they would pay us per user who finishes a tutorial, and we would get a cut of that, and we would pay the rest to the user. So that's kind of the business model now. Long term, we really want to build, like, a whole economy around sharing programming knowledge. So, like, question answering, tutorials, maybe even other types of programming content. Um, so, yeah. So with the, the early model... You said it's it's like companies that are kind of paying to kind of sub- sponsor people learning Web3, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so Web3 developer companies, like it, it, it's like very valuable for Web3 company to have a developer like actively building like on their platform or their ecosystem. And so like these companies mm. are spending like lots of money trying to get adoption. Um, so one like model that's kind of popped up in the industry is this like learn to earn model where you learn some kind of new technology and you earn crypto for doing it. And the protocols or the, the businesses that you know provide like the service that the user is learning like benefit from this because they're getting adoption. Um, and then the user benefits because like they learn something new and obviously like they earn some kind of crypto reward. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like it's kind of similar to like back when I was in college, I went to like some hackathons and there would be like all these, you know, big companies like Google and other, you know, Amazon, other companies that like have frameworks and platforms and stuff that they would want you to build on just to like basically start to learn their framework. And they would, you know, sponsor the hackathon and stuff and interact with all the, you know, the, the developers that are building stuff. Uh, just try to get get in early, I guess, on like developers uh, learning their frameworks and things so that, you know, obviously that could benefit them later on. Um, so yeah, that's cool. That, that makes sense. That's a, that's a cool way to yeah, kind of sponsor the learning of everyone kind of jumping into to Web3. Um, okay, so that's cool. So you, you used or you, you, you kind of decided on this name Pointer where, where did that name uh, come from? Oh, so, yeah, that's actually a pretty interesting one. So we had, like, a couple, like, name candidates. Like, we wanted to, like, rebrand with a relaunch. Like, I, I never, like, really loved the name Slip. Like, I just picked it, like, because it was, like, a short domain that I could get. And, like, mm-hmm. I was just, like, 
pick a name and move on kind of thing. And I never knew like, oh, this was going to be the name of like my company and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and also it means like underwear in French or like men's underwear in French. <laughs> and a lot of people like always DM me that. Um, and, and yeah, there's like a, there's like a, 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 like a big brand that actually like uses that name and like probably has a trademark and stuff. Uh, they're not like in the tech industry, but like, it just never was like the best name, I don't think. And so we wanted to pick some kind of like programming related term uh, for a new name. And so we came up with like a few and like one that I, the initial one I picked was Mutex, but uh, <laughs> a lot of people told me like, oh, that sounds like Mucinex or like, that sounds like weird. Or, I can't pronounce that. And then somebody else had like a short uh, domain that we could have used Um and it was just like a generic name. And so I was just kind of like, you know, telling people about the pivot. And some guy was like, uh, this guy, Merwain, he actually is on Twitter. He was uh, part of the Tunes NFT project. And so we're like friends on Twitter. Um, and uh, he was like, how about Pointer? Like, why you could do Pointer instead of Mutex? And I was like, oh, that's like way better. So I went and looked and the <laughs> domain was available. And uh, yeah, so he, he pretty much picked it. Nice. I like it. Um, so yeah, stepping back a little bit, um, I just, I'm just curious to hear what you think about this because, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I feel like there's a a bit of controversy around web three online and on Twitter. Um, what, what do you think about that whole thing? Like, what do you think about the whole like web three space and kind of the, the different controversy over it as you know, obviously you're, you're kind of moving into that space. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't noticed any controversy. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, in general, like I'm a technology optimist, and like I think that's one thing that we really value, like at Pointer, is like we want to hire people that are optimists and like that believe believe like in general that you know technology is like a force for good. Um, and I think like yeah, there's obviously like a lot of issues with like Web three and like uh, you know there's a bunch of things to overcome. But I think long term it's going to be a really like transformational. Uh, type of technology the thing that really gets me excited about it is like the way that you can kind of like distribute ownership to like the users on your platform i think that's like amazing i think it's amazing for like coordinating efforts um yeah i i I basically think that like yeah there's like valid criticisms of it today in its current form but it's similar to like valid criticisms you could have had about x technology any kind of technology like when it first started um so like if you i I think obviously like the cost of transactions and like the speed of transactions will you know go down and speed up you know over time to the point where it's like negligible to do like decentralized stuff versus centralized um and i think it just makes so much sense to like just put more like control and trust to the end user rather than like in the corporation itself um, so yeah, I, I'm like super bullish on the idea of like web three, uh, in general. Yeah. 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 I mean, me too. I think that all makes sense. Um, kind of like you're saying, like there are problems, there are like things that people like to pick about it. And obviously there's like a lot of like, you know, scams and just things going on. And that's just because, you know, I, I think it's because, you know, it's a new technology. There's a ton of people that don't know about it st- still. And so then you know, new people getting into it can be scammed pretty easily. And so like, you know, that's why tons of people are jumping on that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think it is definitely a very cool technology. To me, I don't know, I I haven't been in a, I mean, I've been in tech for the last, I don't know, five, seven years. And 
you know, as, as like a software developer and stuff. And I haven't really seen in my own time, like new waves of like really that new, uh, kind of groundbreaking technology. Um, you know, like the last thing was probably what, like mobile or something. Um, and that was kind of a little bit before my time of like actually being in the industry. Um, I don't know. This just feels, it just feels so different and new that it's, it's kind of fun. Like it's kind of exciting. It's kind of like fun to see like just the new kind of crazy things people are building that wasn't really possible to do before. Um, and so that's why I'm excited about it. Like, I think it's just like kind of fun to explore. And, um, I think like you're saying, like, I think that we'll, we'll figure out the, the problems and, and make things better. I mean, I think the main thing that makes me kind of bullish on it is like, I see like all these like smart developers moving into web three. I mean, even like what you guys are doing, um, you know, companies moving into it and like, okay, if, if all these people are moving into web three now, it's like, I think something better is going to come out of this. Like those problems are going to be fixed. And, uh, yeah, so that just makes me feel like it's definitely going in that direction who, who knows how long things will take but um yeah i mean i even saw like on solana i think to do a transaction it only takes as much electricity as like two google queries or something like that i saw mm-hmm. um so i mean it's, yeah. it's yeah so like different chains like solana and like i think the technology is is going there where it's like it's going to be more efficient it's going to get better um so yeah, I, I think it's pretty exciting. That's pretty fun stuff. Um, yeah, I love the point that you made about like it's also just an exciting space to be in, and I don't think like you can like real. I think that part like maybe is overlooked by certain companies and stuff, but like I think like just by being in a space that developers are excited about, like it gives you some sort of advantage. So like one like it's easier to hire people and like two like if work feels like play then it's like easier to get more work done and like Mm -hmm. it just has been so fun since we kind of like pivoted into this like new area and it's something i've been interested in like you know for a long time and it it, it's also like really cool like building like on the frontier of something new like uh I, i think like it's still very new industry like if if you like are like in the Twitter bubble, you might think like pretty much every developer like knows about Web3. Uh, but I would say like probably the majority of developers like are still like just vaguely aware of it. Like I met up with some like real life friends and like, uh, like if they were on Twitter in the crypto scene and stuff, like they would have known all this stuff, but like they, they were like super confused. They were like, you know, what's a DAO and like all this stuff. But like, so it's like, like so, so early, like it's like 1999 you know, for, for web three. And I think yeah. like that's especially exciting. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny with the, the Twitter bubble, like it's, it's, uh, I kind of get confused sometimes. Cause like, it's hard to know like what's normal, like what do the majority of people know? Because since we're like in this Twitter bubble, I feel like, you know, when you're on Twitter, you're like, Oh wow, everyone's talking about this web three stuff and it's like everywhere. Um, but I feel like, you know, when you talk, like I talked to some software developers at my my day job and it's like they don't know a thing about Web3. They've hardly heard about it. And it's like, so for me, it's like kind of hard to know what's normal. I actually had a similar kind of thing like with just like indie hackers. Like, you know, I'm around tons of indie hackers online, like on Twitter and stuff. But like it's still like not a normal thing. It's not normal for people to like quit their jobs and like try to like get their like side business to become their main income and stuff um but like i that's all i see 
for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So you're quitting your job though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or you already quit. Um, yeah, so I, I gave my like two week notice almost two weeks ago. So my last day is Monday, this Monday. Oh, so. that is so awesome! Such a good feeling. Yeah, I'm it so is. For you. Yeah, I'm very excited. Thanks. Um, yeah, it just seems like there's, yeah, when you make a transition like this, it's just like it feels like the possibilities are kind of endless, or you know, just there's. I'm I'm very optimistic about you know, what I'm doing, um, building this business. And so, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, it's, it's fun to feel like I've finally made to, made it to that point where I can spend all my time on it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. For me, like the only thing I thought, like it's only been positive since I quit and I really wish I would have quit sooner. And like, I think it felt way more risky to quit my job before I did it. And then afterwards it's like, like after having like the clear head of like, oh, like you can make something work even like without like the quote security of a W-2 job. Uh, it just felt like a no brainer. Like, oh, maybe that wasn't really that risky. Maybe the more risky thing was actually just staying at my job. Like if I would have stayed at my job, I probably would have just been like still a regular software engineer. Mm -hmm. I probably like obviously wouldn't be like, I wouldn't really have like a team and like my own business and, and all that. And so yeah. just like by giving yourself like that space and like opportunity is such a, so awesome. Like, and so like, if you can like figure out a way to like make that work, I think mm -hmm. like most people can figure out a way to make it work like continually. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that I never have to work, like work for someone else, like an employer again um, in my career. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. I, I kind of, how I see it is like, yeah, I'm probably going to be making a little less money for like a while, but I think like the opportunity cost of doing my own thing, like I think later down the road, I'll, you know, more like way more like make up for that. And, um, you know, not even just financially, but like, I think, you know, just enjoyment of my job and what I get to do and, and work on, like, I think I'll be in a, a lot better place in a, you know, two years down the road than if I just kept on go down the same path working for someone else and working for their dream. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Um, Sweet. Uh, going back to the web three stuff. Um, so yeah, how was like, you know, you told your team, I'm guessing like, Hey, we're going to make this pivot. How did they take that? Like, were they excited about this new vision? Were they excited about the web three stuff? Yeah. So, Pretty much like from day one, we've kind of talked about like, hey, like we're a pre-product market fit company. Like here's the vision. This is what we're building. But it's likely that, you know, we'll learn new information and kind of like, you know, go more towards like whatever is the best opportunity for us. And so like there was actually like a couple different like pivots in mind. <clears throat> and it kind of came down to like two two main pivots. So like the two pivots that we had the idea of is like one, build like the Web3 programming economy which is what we ultimately choose, chose. And the other pivot was like, can we just build like a programmer first document system? So like imagine like a programmer first kind of like notion for like enterprise companies. So like this could be a place where you have like onboarding docs and like little interactive like code examples and it could be tied to like your GitHub repos and that kind of stuff. And like the idea there would be like, it's a free tool and developers like you know would adopt it and then you know if they were at a company and using it like they could pay for like team features and kind of go like the enterprise route instead of selling courses mm. because i think like one of the things that we've like 
kind of been iterating towards is like building the best content editor for instructional programming knowledge. So like, can we, so like, you know, really great, like interactive code support and like syntax highlighting and like GitHub integration, et cetera. And those were kind of the features that we were working on and we thought like, okay, so like this could be like a really cool tool, like for inside companies. And like, we had a few folks like ask for that. So those were like the two main things we were interested in, but the web three thing just sounded like way more exciting to everyone. Like everyone wanted to work on that. I thought it was a bigger opportunity. I thought like it was cooler to be like in a like nascent space and that kind of stuff. So, um, at first, like I was thinking about like potentially just like kind of like building that like on the side and stuff. And then I just realized like if we're going to do this, like we need to just like make a full like pivot into this space and like make it our full focus and so like we made the decision to you know shut down slip and you know tell 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 the authors and that kind of stuff and uh yeah it was like not really a decision that was like taken lightly but Mm -hmm. uh you know something we're we're super excited about so all the team i think is like uh extremely excited i think there's just seems to be a lot more organic interest in this new thing um, I think there's a lot more opportunity and it's also like a chance to make something new instead of just like doing basically the same thing like Udemy was doing. Like we weren't really building anything like new. I, I would say it's like basically just like a more developer friendly version of Udemy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like the more interesting thing is like, can you build, you know, something new? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. I think it is uh, really exciting, and I'm I'm looking forward to see, seeing what you guys come up with. And I mean, I'm sure you can't talk about all of your plans and stuff now, but you know, I'm I'm wondering like when when are you guys gonna come out with like a, a token and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, I think there's like you know a lot of thoughts and stuff that we have, and like we'll have to obviously like iterate and stuff. And you know, the things like with with tokens is like you know there's like sec rulings and stuff like that so like i think like before we even like start talking or really thinking about that like we'd have to like you know talk to lawyers and you know get get advisement on then but i the the i would just say like the the big vision is like this economy for programming knowledge sharing so like you know earn some kind of crypto reward for like asking or answering questions like imagine like all the people on stack overflow and like all the value that that's provided um it's probably like created like I don't know, a trillion dollars worth of value. And like Stack Overflow, like themselves have captured like very little of that. And the users who've provided like all the content have, have like basically captured like none of that value. And so like, what if we were like the place where you could like earn every time you, you know, facilitated some kind of like programming knowledge transfer. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think like the idea could be like very broad in the future right now. Obviously we're like pretty focused on this small subset of that. But I think like, it could grow to be this like really big and meaningful thing. Yeah. That is kind of interesting to think how really like as developers, we really only make money when we're like doing something that's helping our own company. But it's like, there is more value being passed around in between developers and stuff like that. Uh, Even if you weren't directly on like that project, like I could see where like web three technology could make it possible to like easily, like you're saying, like, like actually pay the people that gave value to projects, even if it's just like a, a one-off thing or just like a little question or answer or something like that. Like that, that's kind of an interesting uh, world to think of. Um, but it, but at the same time, like it, it's more fair in some ways too. Like it, it's actually giving mm-hmm. people the value where where they brought value to the table. 
Yeah, there's probably developers who've spent like literally thousands of hours on Stack Overflow just for like the fun of it. But like, why shouldn't they be compensated? And then uh, on the flip side, like companies would probably love to pay for expedited answers for like programming questions. It's like, what if like inside of this like programming economy, like you could spend some token and like get an expedited answer. Like even if you're an individual developer, like maybe you're participating, earning tokens for like question answering and then you like come across like a really hairy problem and you want it uh, you know, answered fast. Like maybe the way to get that in front of more developers is by like upping like the token bounty like for that question. Yeah. So like yeah. imagine like if answering a question typically got you like one token, but like uh, a question asker could say, hey, I'll pay 10 tokens. Like if you, uh, you know, answer this question correctly, like within the next six hours or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it'll be cool to see how that that turns out um, for sure. Um, well, Kenneth, I don't want to take more of your time. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, really interesting hearing your journey. Um, and you've done a lot. You've, you've gone through a lot of stuff in the last, uh, I mean, you quit your job like nine months ago. Is that about right? Yeah, I think so. Like April or May or some, okay. somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, like so much has happened since then um, on on your business and your journey, and uh, you know, going through YC and hiring tons of people and all that. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, thanks for for sharing all that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where things go with Pointer and uh, seeing how things go. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks, man. I think you know, entrepreneurship has just been like such a blessing to like me and my family. And I would definitely encourage like if anybody listening is like on the fence about like trying to pursue it like just do it like what's the worst that can happen like you quit your job and then you have to go get another six-figure software job somewhere yeah like, yeah I you won't end like, up on the you streets can find some oppor- <laughs> yeah if you can find some kind of opportunity or some way to do it and like you know even if that means like saving up or like you know growing a business to like a couple grand like mrr or like on the side like i think it's just such a big thing and like you don't even know like the types of opportunities going to be on the other side. Like I would have never imagined like after I quit my job that would have gotten YC or, you know, all the, all this crazy stuff that's happened. So it's, it's been really cool and I'm super excited for you, Noah. I think it's been really awesome seeing you, you know, grow potion, uh, over that same kind of time frame. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so hyped that you're getting to quit your job. I think you're going to do, uh, you know, really big things. Thanks. Appreciate that, Kenneth. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to have you on in the future uh, to share kind of more how, how Pointer's going once you, you know, probably like put out some token and raise tons of money from the from the users and stuff. Um, yeah, just interested to see where it goes. So uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, thank you listeners for joining in on this and talk to you in another episode.